mini episode 1229 of the FDH Lounge is brought to you by Sportsology, delivering unconventional columns and webcasts about sports, TV, music, movies, and more. Follow them on the web at sportsology.com. The FDH Lounge. You want to schedule your life around it. A long time ago, on a gloomy, wet Cleveland spring night, two men stand alone amidst the late night drizzle. Their voices echo across the vacant station parking lot as they debate the merits of the great American radio show that have been missing for far too long. On that night, an idea was born. That idea became the FDH Lounge. Welcome to the FDH Lounge. Yeah, that's true. And, and what's interesting is, you know, you're, how that could affect fights... What the corner men are yelling, like they're they're going to have to increasingly, I probably think, go more so in code as far as instructions go. Like there's all kinds of things now with no crowd to obscure what the fighters can hear. You're right, this is a whole new world. Yeah, and like you know, before you had a crowd, so every, every coach is yelling and trying to hear the whole You know, you just, you don't need to do that. You're just like, hey, literally, don't do this. <laughs> right. You can speak it. Yeah, it's, one of those things I think they're going to have to uh, figure out going down the road as they continue to do these things. But it's going to be interesting to see you know, as stuff opens up and we see what the heck happens to the rest of the world out there. We're, we're going to have the equivalent of, like, uh, Peyton Manning with the Omaha, Omaha, because the cornermen are going to have to kayfabe a little more on <laughs> what the instructions are. For some reason, I always think back to, uh, I always think back to our, our, my high school basketball team. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, not not as much drama there to the uh, instructions as you might think. Yeah, but uh, I mean, trying to get back in the full circle though. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's interesting to see where things are going right now. You know, with combat sports. Combat sports isn't like one of those things that jump out at you uh, during a pandemic crisis, is it, Rick? No, not exactly. You brought that up earlier. Well, exactly. No, it's not. That's the weird thing about talking about this now. There's just so many different aspects about this where it, it is just really, you know, bizarre to think about. There are so many, like, again, there's no game plan whether you're the president of the United States, some goober on a condo board or whatever, you know, then there's not anything as far as a playbook for dealing with this kind of stuff. And that's where, again... Uh, you know, I have a little bit of empathy, having a tiny bit of responsibility during this pandemic for other people, a little bit of empathy for Dana White, but he blows that in my estimation by being the same heartless prick in my estimation that he's ever been. And uh, again, the way that he continues to blow it here, as he has from day one on the dealing of, of Stipe, you have a situation, not to be cynical, but a potential marketing goldmine. You're heavyweight champion of the world for, for as much as we're talking about now you know the real superheroes are the first responders and the doctors and whatever that's that's your champ right now he's an EMT out there he's out there helping people and doing real life good stuff helping people uh, not to mention as you know uh, being here in this state and I've seen you you know featuring this on your Facebook page the strong style gym has been shut down as part of Ohio stuff so he doesn't even have a gym to go to anyways Plus, oh, by the way, uh, the, the, the idiots 
uh, at UFC failed to stop uh, Cormier from poking him in the eyes the last two fights. He had to have major eye surgery after the last fight. That's the reason he hasn't fought in about a year. So all these things together here, uh, Dana White is proving to be both very stupid and very, very immoral, neither of which surprises me at this point. I'm glad that you picked up that segment in another part. Yes, thank you. <laughs> about it, Jake Digman, because if you are the UFC heavyweight champion of the world, and again, UFC has eclipsed what boxing used to be as far as its place in society. It's not as big as boxing was in society at its peak, but it's basically taken the place of where boxing was. And part of that tradition is, if you're the heavyweight champion of the world, you are the main man. You are the star. Picture in the NFL, picture if Tom Brady was was spending time, you know, when he wasn't on the football field as a first responder. If LeBron was, do you think the commissioners of those sports wouldn't be marketing the shit out of it? Like, come on now. This oh is my God, common it'd be sense. Front page news. Yes. It'd be everywhere. And yes. There would be posters. Yes. Yeah, I mean. And, and, you know, not to say that everybody, sure, not to say that everybody's that smart. I mean, if Alex Ovechkin was a first responder, Gary Bettman would drop the ball or the puck, but most commissioners would be smart enough to be able to exploit this. And, and the NHL, that's an excellent analogy, I think, to, to Gary Bettman with his, or I'm sorry, to Dana White with his ineptitude, because I always used to, as a, as a marketing guy, I always used to pull my hair out the fact that the Sedin twins yeah, that that wasn't like a huge thing on Madison Avenue, that the league didn't put all of its eggs in that basket, because you, here's an analogy you'll like. What if Jerry Rice and Joe Montana were identical twins? Like, you don't have anything like this in any other sport, of where two players working yeah. synergistically are identical twins. And that ineptitude of Gary Bettman yeah, is mirrored. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. Well, you're, you're, you're talking about a, a couple of ones that can't even run the ropes. Yeah. Yeah, that would be as if the Sedin twins didn't even know how to do the equivalent of running the ropes. But, 
you know, <laughs> as as far as this goes, yeah, I mean, you know, Dana White is, is on the Mount Rushmore of sports commissioner ineptitude. It's like, I just, you know, and, and from the very beginning, it's like, how do you not know how to, to do this? Like, I mean, like, you know, I would love to sit down and be like, have an interview with Steve, like, do you refuse to go do things as the heavyweight champion? Are you like, no, I won't do this? Because if that's the case, then there's an issue. I don't see that being the case. <laughs> I can't think of any reason why that would ever be the case. If you ever want to but, scratch you know, that itch, Jake Dickman, if you ever want to scratch that itch, I suggest this venue. <laughs> that would be a fun chat. Yes, it hey, would. Hey. <laughs> we have to do video for that one. There you go. <laughs> a Zoom chat. Zoom chat but, with the champ. But no, yeah, it's, yeah. By the way, you know who's behind coronavirus? Conspiracy theory! <laughs> there's, there's like a thousand of them. I can do one every day. It's pretty fun. Exactly, exactly. Uh, if, 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 if you're going to tell me... Are you, you going to tell me that Zoom was created in the Wuhan lab? <laughs> funded by Bill Gates, I think. I'm yes. Sure. sport, a growing sport, I, I would say in, in a lot of instances despite him, but uh, again, it's mixed martial arts at its highest level, and I understand why you got the show, notwithstanding all the problems you and I have with the management of it, because again, it is this sport at its highest level, and this sport at its highest level can really be sensational. Yeah, yeah, I mean, you know, that, uh, it, what was the old thing, what was the old adage that Scott Hall once said in an interview, you should either have big friends or big money. That's right. Well, Dana White's made a lot of money. That's right. That's right. Yeah, and it wasn't wasn't there another variation of that that like uh, it's not show friends, it's show business. Yeah, exactly. Uh huh. Yeah. Um, speaking speaking of show business and show friends, something earlier on that uh, circle back that I want to get your opinion on because somebody sent me this, and I'll even say who it was from. It was from uh, Ringside News or Ringside Boxing, I believe. Okay. Which from this because, uh, you know, the last dance playing out here during uh, the pandemic, I, I know there's some 90s nostalgia in the air, but uh, this this is getting ridiculous. I'm not saying I approve of watching two old men kill each other in yeah. the Saudi Arabian desert. I'm not saying that at all. 
I'm just saying, out of all the possibilities, because obviously they're both training for something. Yeah. They didn't just wake up one day and be like, I'm going to get rich again. Someone's throwing them a lot of money to do something. So, okay, let's see what that something is. Um, it's one of those, it's that car crash watch. You yes. know, I'm, it's like you know, two old-timers fighting Bellator. I'm going to watch it. I don't know why. Watch it. <laughs> I might feel bad about it later. Well, I'm yeah. going to watch it. No, I understand. I understand where you're coming from on that. And again, as far as two old men recklessly killing each other in the Saudi Arabian desert, wouldn't be the first time, comma, won't be the last time. Uh, but, uh, you know, as far as that taking place, uh, our, our guy Jason Jones actually had a logo up for that on Facebook the other day. Uh, he was questioning whether this was real or not. And that supposedly, I think July 11th or some point was going to be the date for it. Something like that, yeah. I mean, that's... You know, that's not a whole lot of time for them to continue getting ready. I mean, even if they've been, you know, getting ready on the down low less than two months from now, eh, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, we shall see, but it's also one of those where I'm, I'm kind of looking at it, but like, out of all of the scenarios where this could take place, that's the one to me that makes the most sense, because you know they're going to get the most money there. You know what? And... I, I, I want whoever promotes this to be self-aware enough to take my suggestion. If you think back to when, uh, remember when Hulk Hogan made his money with, or his movie with Tiny Lister, Zeus, uh, what was it, No Holds Barred? No, 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 no Holds Barred. Yes, okay. And when they had the No Holds Barred pay-per-view, it was a double feature. It was the movie, the and, the movie. and the match, yes. Here's what I want. I want whoever has the rights to promote Tyson Holyfield. It wouldn't cost them much at all to buy up the rights to do what I want. I want them to be self-aware enough. Bear with me. I know neither one of these guys are white guys, but one of my favorite classic cult movies of all time from 1996, The Great White Hype, with Jeff Goldblum yes. as this. Oh my God, Jeff Goldblum as a as a fight promoting uh, Maven and uh, just oh that movie was so marvelous uh, in its smarminess. It's it's Jeff Goldblum in its purest form. I want that to be shown before the fight. If, if we're going to do a fight that's a complete farce and a complete circus, I want a movie that's all about boxing being a complete farce and a circus to precede it. I mean, you know, Rick, you act like this is the first time this has happened, even like a recent memory. Well, Conor no. McGregor versus Floyd Mayweather was one of the biggest farce ever. <laughs> Literally, the most financially lucrative in the history of anything. Oh, it also happened to be about financial lucrative fight of all time. Well, because they, you know, I, I, I remember watch the, our preview yeah, consisted I mean, just, we were just goofing on it. Our entire preview was us goofing on what was going to happen, and we were exactly right. Yeah. I mean, that, well, yeah, that's yeah, how it because, played out. Like, and that's what this would be. That's what it would be just a glorified exhibition though. Yes, it would. It would. Like, and, I know. And there's like things that have leaked out about it, talking about like, you know, uh, one of the rules that leaked out supposedly was no knockouts. Okay. And it's like, I am not watching two old men's like, what do you, how do you do a boxing fight and say no, no knockouts? It, uh, well. How is uh, that even possible? <laughs> do, do they have to stipulate, do they have to stipulate no biting or will that be understood? Uh, I think that's a late addition. Okay. <laughs> you know, they're, they're going to go no holds barred now, which that could be a lot of fun. I don't know. See, that's where I'd rather see the match at. You know, if I'd rather see it at, like, AEW, because, you know, Tyson's coming to AEW. I mean, who knows? You know, Ty Tyson and Moxley, Tyson and Moxley. Yes, and if not for the fact 
that you had uh, Tyson going to AEW. You could have had some cross-promotion here. I could see WWE sending Shayna Baszler over to the desert to bite one of these guys. Okay, that's a terrible idea. <laughs> She's done it before. Why would you send her? Yeah, but she'd get killed. Well, yeah. Well, wait a minute. Wait. <laughs> Well, a wrestling match, a wrestling match will win. MMA, that's a, she get killed. She's not, she wasn't that good. <laughs> if, if she, well, if she could use, if she could use MMA stuff on guys of that age, I don't know. You don't think they'd be sitting ducks for her? Oh, you're sending her over to fight Tyson? Tyson uh, or uh, Holyfield? Oh, all right. Well, that's kind of crazy. Now, I mean, uh, Saudi Arabia would probably sanction that. Uh -huh. uh, yeah, but she's, she's got to get him to the ground or something. That's true. I mean, mainstream Q factor. I just mentioned her because uh, she was another. She she was one of the only other ones with a with a famous uh, biting deal. Yeah, that'd be the only one I was thinking. You could send Ronda Rousey over there for that, and everybody would lose their minds, and that would be the uh, that would be the equivalent of going to John. That might actually break the pay per view record by right there. Uh huh. <laughs> Which, that, that might that might actually break the record of uh, McGregor and like Money Mayweather. Uh, which is really funny, you know, it took them this long to realize it's pro wrestling that, that wins you the most, uh, that, that when you control the outcome, is how you can make the most money. Exactly. Exactly. Although, uh, you, you, you can control the outcome, uh, at, at least for one gender. Uh, for for another gender, uh, if if one of your uh, performers happens to get pregnant, then you lose your uh, creative control, so to speak. <laughs> oh, yeah, so is CrossFit Jesus going to be a baby face now? Because I don't really watch it, but I did watch the, uh, I watched the building match, uh -huh. and I was watching, I watched the building match, which that was just a, did you watch the building match? I did, and it was, it was really weird, and it was uh, a, a little too cute and a little too self-referential, but I will say this, that uh, since they did an angle the other night of uh, Seth Rollins ostensibly taking out Rey Mysterio's eye, no, I don't think they're trying to retrofit him as a baby face anytime soon. Oh, okay, yeah, I don't, no, that's good to know. Yeah. There's one thing that was missing from the building match, and I was like, shame on that one. Like, why wasn't John Morrison in this match? He could have parkoured his way all the way up the building, and that would have been fantastic. Just him hopping around from room to room. That would have been incredible. <laughs> yeah, that could have been fun. But, uh, yeah, I, 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 I have no interest in it. It's bad. I don't know. It's really, really difficult to get. Like, I was telling my father, I'm like, I can't watch I'm like, COVID-19 has done something that I never thought I would say. I can't watch WWE. I just can't watch it. It's just so cringeworthy bad. And he goes, it was always cringeworthy bad. I'm like, yeah, but at least I can laugh at the audience that you wouldn't react when there's no audience to react to it. It's just like, you're just really, really terrible bad improv comics. And I can go to a socially distanced comedy club and watch this. But I want to see bad comedy written by a seven-year-old man. Well, I can't, I can't believe I'm actually going to bring this back around to our core topic, but I am. Uh, I, the one thing that I think is an exception to the rule of what you just said, the NXT main event the other night, the MMA-dominated main event of Matt Riddle v. Timothy Thatcher, I mean, 
That was no, pretty damn I good. Seek it out on the network. Seek it out. Tell me what you think afterwards. I think you'll really enjoy it. It it was really really excellent. It was not the kind of thing that you're used to seeing, and it's a thing where again it makes sense to book them that way. But as you said, WWE so often goes away from that. Thank God. I think to this day Vince McMahon doesn't have real strong fingerprints on. NXT. If he did, you never would have seen a match like that. But uh, it, it was it was pretty damn good. Yeah, I will. Uh, I trust your I trust your judgment. You know what I like. I yes. Like going at it. Yes. I'm yes. A fan of the UFC heavyweight division. You know. Yes. But, uh, it was pretty amazing. Cities, you know, sometimes it's fun to watch. It's fun to watch you guys go at it in, in, a, in a back and forth slugfest. But when one side of them hit the fight back, and then it's just it's just it's just sad. Yeah, exactly. You know, it all really kind of depends, and that's where, again, as you know, some of the other things in our coronavirus crisis 2020 series, everything is different right now. You know, so you're, we, we've talked previously on the show about uh, Empty Arena Pro Wrestling. We're getting Empty Arena MMA. We did a segment prior to that about how coronavirus killed the XFL this year. So it's it's just wreaking havoc all over the place. It is. It is, Which man. It was fun. It was fun. Better than it was before. Yeah, it was. It was. It was. A, it was a good time. I mean, they made a lot of changes. The changes were for the better, in my opinion. They were about like the first time around. It, it worked, and it's for the safety of the players. Yes, I mean the kickoff thing was the best of both worlds. It was both safer, and it was also, I think, more exciting to do it that way. It was really the best of both worlds, and uh, again. Yeah. In, in my mind, nobody will ever tell me differently. Houston's the team I rooted for all along. I love the P.J. Walker story. Uh, I, I, I always have felt that June Jones is an underrated genius. So in my mind, Houston will always be the uncrowned 2020 champions of the XFL. And Coach Jones is a champion in my book, officially. Oh, well, you know, there you go. That's right. That's right. We, we're, we're sanctioning it, Jake Jones. We're sanctioning it, Jake Bigman. June Jones is a champion. We're sanctioning that. There we go. I'll have to send him a belt. I will, I, will, I will have to send him a belt. Uh, per, perhaps our buddy Ryan Ward can steal one from Titan Towers and uh, ship that uh, over there. That'd be nice. The funny thing is, speaking of Ryan Ward, so when I'm watching the, uh, um, the building match, yeah. they went to the, the pinball parlor, I'm uh-huh. like, damn it, they were running like six <laughs> I will tell you that uh, lapsed pro wrestling fan and FDH Lounge dignitary Dave Adams, I was texting back and forth with him. He had just gotten the network and he was watching the pay-per-view and giving his, he was of course bemused by all these different things here. And uh, Dave, for, uh, for reasons that I am guessing, uh, and I say this smilingly, reek of creeperism. He was very upset that Lacey Evans did not win the women's match. <laughs> oh, well, that's a. Uh, I heard. I heard an interesting one where Tom Rassel's story. I heard a um, an interesting one of uh, of the Sintar, or our old buddy Mister James E. Cornett. <laughs> he was talking of the, the comedian that was making fun of wrestling and calling fate. Oh, Segura, yeah. Oh, yeah. He got to on a podcast. Brian Lashley is the whole thing too. And Cordy goes, 
time guest on the program I love Cornette but there's a little bit in, oh, in there of there, there's a little bit of absurdity in the whole thing of like pro wrestling was better before all this buffoonery oh you mean like when you were throwing a birthday party for your dog you mean back in those purest days I mean Jim, Jim Cornette seems to remember you know himself in the Midnight Express as all being three versions of Lou Fez I mean I hate to tell you there was some there was some form of sports entertainment back then come on Probably not the kind throwing the press, Jake Digman. Probably not. Yeah. <laughs> Although, you All know, right, so, if, but, if memory serves, he probably tried one on Baby Doll back in the day. If we were to bring up the six-man matches with Baby Doll, I bet he probably worked in a Luthez press in there somewhere. Probably. Now we're going to have to go do some research. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Uh, bring it, so bring it back full circle. Okay. Uh, what, what, what do you think right now? What is the one fight that would, for the, uh, I mean, I do think it's the third part of the Stipe and, and DC trilogy, and it's it's interesting. It's because it, and my thinking is different than that of the rest of the world. The rest for the rest of the world, it's all oh, well. It's the rubber match, or but I mean, for me, look. I mean, I you know, you and I, we don't claim to be completely unbiased, but look, I mean, the eye pokes as far as Stipe losing the first fight cannot be discounted. So the first the, the fight, the loss that Stipe had, at, at best, is heavily tainted. So for me, it's looking to see Stipe get that redemption to once and for all show that he can take this guy. I mean, I think what he did last time around, and you, you talk about things that make you wince when watching it, just, just thinking about that. I mean, just say these words to anybody, liver shots, okay? When you think about the role that the liver plays and keeping the body healthy and everything like that, I mean, it's brutal, but hey, he showed how effective it is, and again, because I want to see Stipe get redemption, and because I know the rest of the world thinks that it's a 1-1, you know, rubber match here, each one legitimately want to fight, let's see what happens next. So, both to see the rest of the world have the intrigue, and to see what I want to see and what I think I would see, that's the match I want. That's not to say that I want it today, tomorrow, next week, because I understand that it can't happen. And there's something to be said for a good build. Say you do that fight, uh, you know, uh, let's say New Year's Eve weekend, okay? Think you couldn't have a pretty good build for that one? Oh, absolutely. And if you could, um, you could build up to the reason why it's taken this long. Right. And everything behind it. Uh, yeah, I absolutely agree. Now, I think right now the UFC is in panic mode. Right. Because everyone's in panic mode. Because uh, precious millionaires and billionaires are losing their money and they don't know what to do. Right. Exactly. <laughs> be real about it. <laughs> their entire lifestyle, it ain't based on saving their money. It's based on a constant like flux of money coming through all the time. And you got to think right now of somebody like Dana White and somebody like Vince McMahon. And Vince right now is really screwed because he doesn't even have paper for you to fall back on. Right. Dana White at least has paper for you to fall back on on some sort of a rep 
think right. it's part of the reason why I went private order the AEW pay-per-view. You know, try to su- su- support, I guess. <laughs> exactly. Um, but, you know, it's just like, they don't have that coming back on, so it's just, this is the only form of revenue they have coming in besides, you know, I don't know, merchandise is going to be right now or anything. It's, so, uh, it, it, it's interesting to see how things are going to how is this going to translate also into other sports, too? Baseball. And we're, we're, uh, we're supposed to be uh, second month of the season now. Well, and we're here's not. the thing. So, I'm very critical of that because, again, I don't think any sport is... I, I understand that everybody is acting like just because the world's opening up again, everything's back to normal. It ain't. At best, at best, we are in a narrow decline of cases and fatalities at the moment. At best. So my whole thing is any sport is not being serious if they're not first and foremost looking at the biodome thing here. Baseball should just be down in Arizona. Adam Silver is a smart man, as we already knew. He's saying Vegas and Orlando as the sites. Any sport that is not looking at it from a narrow, constricted point of view is doing itself a disservice. You put these athletes back out there mingling with the rest of us germy people in society, and you're going to end up shutting it down again. I 100% yeah. I, yeah, I, I 100% agree with you. Um, uh, Arizona, for sure, the, the idea of Arizona, like, that, that actually makes perfect sense. That way you don't have to travel. You can almost do it in, like, an isolated thing. Or, okay, you're playing now, you're playing now, you're doing this, you're doing this, you know. Um, I don't know where everyone's going to play at until they can figure all that out. But, yeah, I, uh, yeah. It, it, it'll be interesting to see how things go ahead moving forward. And talk about one of those sports where, like, the, the crowd involvement. Yeah. Football coming up small. Uh, out of any of the sports that have like the crowd is like a lot involved, either the closest to like wrestling, I would think football would be that one. Well, wait a minute. Did you hear that like, Joe Buck said on a podcast the other day? It's almost certain that Fox Sports is going to pipe in noise. So it'd be hilarious if it was Goldberg. Goldberg. They're going to pipe in noise. They're going to pipe in crowd noise. Yes. Oh my God. Yep. Yes. Well, there you go. There you Actually, go. You know, everybody, everybody remembers the, the you know, they think of like the pipe in crowd chant. They think of Goldberg. And that's actually not what I think of. I guess the first one I think of, which always pops into my head, is Bobby Eaton at Wrestle War 91, who's a heel. Yet there are clearly pipe in chants of Bobby. <laughs> like, it makes no sense. He's wrestling Brad Armstrong. And he's just on the Midnight Express thing. And he's coming into the ring, and they'll sit here, like, you know. That is Oh, that's hilarious. I gotta I gotta check that out. But by the way, as far as things going back full circle to uh, UFC, I'm going to bring something uh, to, to note here, a little bit of a public service announcement and, and, and for once I'm not even being a little bit uh, cynical or sarcastic when I say it. Uh, Joe Rogan had somebody on his podcast the other day, a doctor on there, highlighting something I had heard recently here, and that is for anybody listening out there, a very important tip for you all, and thank God a friend of mine told me this two, three months ago, I've been on this since then, vitamin D. This doctor on the Rogan show was talking about it, and that in places where uh, there is a, a big outbreak but low fatalities, you're finding that the people are fairly vitamin D rich, a lot of the times where there's outbreaks where a lot of people are dying, vitamin D deficiencies, 
including and Scott, Al Scott Adams of Dilbert fame. He's actually, believe it or not, one of the better follows on this subject on Twitter. And he was actually coming on this. this here's something nobody knew until recently, probably. The prisons uh, serve food that is either high in vitamin D or infused with vitamin D to compensate for the fact that prisoners can't go outside. Vitamin D is a natural antidepressant. Etc. I never knew that prisons were rich in vitamin D food, but anyways, that's one of the reasons you ain't getting a lot of people in the prisons croaking from this, even when there's outbreaks. So, the, the Joe Rogan tie-in justifies me bringing it up here. Go get your vitamin D, people, in the recommended daily allowances, of course. idea where I was going with that, did you? No, I went somewhere and I'm like, I have nothing. I'm like, alright, have you ever read this ride before? Nope, I'm already on board, we'll see what happens. <laughs> That's, that happens with me an awful lot, where people are like, let's just ride this pony and see where it takes us. Well, that was where it was uh, taking everybody, because I wanted to, to get that mentioned. This is the first uh, chance I've had an opportunity. Your yes, yes, whatever it is, or... I've been getting, uh, my, my friend, uh, FDH Lounge Dignitary, John Adams, who's one of the big foodies and uh, health-oriented people that I know. Like, right at the beginning of this thing, he told me, get vitamin D. I've gotten those D3 gummies, and it's the kind where you take, like, two of them a day. So, I feel like yeah. I'm pretty good on that. So, any of y'all out there, and see, and I'm one of these people, too. I can't spend a lot of time in the sun or else they're going to have to be zapping things off of my neck, which i got to go get a few more things zapped off my neck this summer. And a perfect example of that. So for somebody like me that can't go out in the sun very much, supplements can be important. I should have been on these some bitches anyways, probably. But, uh, yeah, a little, little public service announcement, uh, Jake Digg, and we do work those in from time to time. I'm glad you're saying glad to hear <laughs> we, yeah, we we always try to, as I lapsed back into sarcasm, we always try to stay classy on the FDH Lounge. But, uh, you know, again, you know, we, we hit the MMA here tonight. We hit all the things here, the fights from the last week, Stipe, but also uh, characteristically managing to work in pro wrestling, vitamin D from the Rogan show, uh, baseball games without fans, wherever they might play. Uh, Tyson fighting in Saudi Arabia with Holyfield. So, once again, <laughs> the core subject matter doesn't do justice to the range of what we talked about, Jake Digman. It most certainly does not, but you know, part of the core was the uh, conversation with Jake Digman and Rick Morris uh, taking place. You can hear us off the air. Oh my god, yeah. If you think we go far afield here when we ostensibly have a certain subject topic, you should hear us off the air. It's it's like this, but more so, shall we say? But uh, you know, this is this is a time when uh, again, it's uh, it, it's it's not an easy time for anybody getting through this period of lockdown. But uh, it's it's always anybody that that is good at staying positive minded and everything like that always has an advantage, and certainly that applies to you, Jake Digman. So. Uh, you keep on keeping on, and uh, we will get through this thing, and we will keep having fun before and afterwards. Agreed. We'll keep doing it. Thank you so much for being here, my friend, and thank you, everybody, for joining us for this mini-episode of the FPH Lounge.